Hi, it's Ghosticles time, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Okay. It is. That I clap have the, was difficult. I have the sheet in front of me. It's weird. You know, this is the post-vaccine clap, so I'm not sure of anything right now. Per our usual. Now, last week, two weeks ago, it was should... unusual because we had no technical issues. Let me, None. real quick, let me interject. When I say uh, post-vaccine clap, I want, I want it to... To be very clear, uh, uh, yeah, JB and I do yeah. not have the clap. Um, we clap <laughs> before the episode starts as a place marker for the engineer yes. who mixes it. So we we do this. We we clap because it makes a uh, it makes a very sharp. Uh, uh, um, it registers very sharply on the sound file, so it's easy to yes. see when you're editing. We don't. The, yes. the vaccine did not give us the clap. I just. It did not. It did not. No, we are clap free. Uh, we just clap fed. I didn't say that. Um, I just said the vaccine but, didn't give us the clap. Yeah. Normally, though, I can see you, which makes it easier to kind of guess where you're going to clap. Oh, and right, could, right, right. I you could not yeah. see you, so I was I was completely guessing. Yeah, we're on Zoom right now, and, of course, um, normally we have the camera as well. And I can see Jamie, but she can't see me because my, our studio computer is being a bitch today. Yeah. They have weird things, changes that have to be made for different things, and I do It's so stupid. I hate computers. Yeah. They're always like, what about this? But you need to do this now. I'm going to change this. And now, yeah. now today, this isn't going to work. Good luck. No, you got to restart me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you get that update? Sorry. Sorry, it's going to take four hours. <laughs> like, Can't do why, that. So why sad. does it take four hours to update something I never fucking use? Anyway. Right. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but we got, we did it. We clapped, and we've been vaccinated. We have thoroughly. We have twiced, as my Twi- grandpa would say, twiced. twixt, 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 twast. Yes. Um, uh, I have a really big bruise. I don't know if you can see it. Oh God, yeah, I can. Holy yeah, shit, Jamie! I have a bruise on my shoulder where I got the shot, but it's only above the bandaid. And then, I, can you see this red patch right here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit from below the bruise. There's a red patch that's real hot. Hmm. But it doesn't hurt anymore. My arm, uh, I don't have a bruise, but my arm was really sore. It's better today, but I didn't have any symptoms. Except I was yeah. a little tired, a little tired. But I'm always a little tired, so who knows if that was the vaccine. And know, right? uh, like... But then like yesterday, about 24 hours after I'd gotten the shot, I decided, cool, I'm feeling fine. It's been 24 hours. I'm going to go for a nice walk. And uh, while it was on that walk, it <sighs> fucking just... It hit me like a Mack truck, as they yeah. say. And I just kind of crawled back home, went into bed and stayed in bed for a while. And then I woke up this morning um, as though yesterday didn't happen. Like today, I'm 100% fine, which is weird. Oh. You, when I Usually for me, if I do get sick, which is fairly rare, I don't get terribly sick often. Um, but when I do, like, it takes forever to recover. It's very gradual and staggered. And so I'm kind of like, it's fucking weird. It's like I just switched bodies in my sleep, uh, which yeah. is not a bad thing. I mean, not bad. Yeah, that's, I mean, the way to do it. I made a mistake. Uh, I worked out the, okay, so I got my shot on Thursday afternoon. And so I normally work out with Monica, my friend Monica, on <laughs> um, <laughs> the mornings, on Friday mornings. And so mm. I, I went to work out with her per usual. And about two thirds of the way through, I realized, oh, this was probably not the best idea. 
And um, I felt fine, though, before then, completely fine. Jack wasn't feeling great the night before, but I was totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go, <laughs> like, I'm going to go uh, work out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and even then it was hard until the end. And then it was like, oh, right, this is bad. This is real bad. So I uh, realized a little, a few hours later that uh, this is, that it was, it was probably much worse than it would have been had I not been working out. And so I didn't feel great on Friday at all. And uh, if I wasn't taking Tylenol or Advil, I had a fever, period. Like I had yeah. to take something to keep that yeah. fever down. So, I mean, immediate chills, like mm. shivery chills if mm. I didn't have one. So uh, something to help with the fever. But um, it's funny. other it's, than that, you know. <laughs> it's like any activity. We felt a little too brave. So we decided to like, you decided to work out. I decided to go on one of yeah. my long scenic walks. And it's like the body just, the body's immune system just treated us the way, you know, you, you've instructed us to treat stray, mean, mean stray dogs in the street. It was like, no, you go no. home. Go home. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, it's probably worse than it needed to be. But grand scheme, it's totally <laughs> worth it. I, oh, yeah. It's not the worst I've ever felt in my life, not even close to it. I was just really yeah, same, tired same, same. and uh, a little queasy at times. Yeah. But to be fair, uh, I... To be my fair. Phys- to be fair, my uh, emotional reaction to anything is to be nauseated. So it's like <laughs> I am hungry. I'm a little nauseated. I am not hungry. I'm a little nauseated. I'm stressed. I'm happy. Like it's all I'm a little nauseated. <laughs> so, you know, I, there's no telling. There's no telling. And you know, it just felt like it felt like a day. If anybody's dealt with like fatigue or uh, any kind of like autoimmune kind of stuff. It's kind of like a day where you know you can't, you shouldn't be going anywhere. You should just stay home and call off all your activities because you're not going to really accomplish anything. It's going to yeah. be really, really challenging. <laughs> and then if you try to think, it will you'll you will only be able to do so via satellite. <laughs> you'll look at something <laughs> and it'll process about 30, 40 seconds later. And yeah, yeah so I was be in such a mental fog yesterday mm-hmm. um, that when I finally, like, so we have a three-story townhome, right? And so Brandon and Devin were up on the third floor in their respective rooms working on stuff. The the, uh, the dogs were on the second floor in the living room and the kitchen just hanging out. And I was downstairs, like, I had crawled in the front door and just, like, crawled into bed and stayed there. And I was like, I'll just take a quick nap. I'll be fine. Three and a half hours pass. And I'm finally like, I'm hungry. I should probably crawl up the stairs as best I can. And they knew something was wrong because I put on my robe and I never wear my robe anymore. So I, I crawled upstairs and was like fumbling around, but I was like just trying to make myself, just trying to heat up some fucking soup. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was like, I felt a million years old. And <laughs> like, like those old like Meals on Wheels commercials or whatever, where it's like the old, the yeah. poor old woman that just can't, she can't manage to open the can. And so she just goes back to bed. And I'm like, oh my God, this is me now. And That's how. Um, it's That's so who sad. We are. And then they came downstairs and they heard me puttering around, like just like making all this noise in the kitchen, just trying to figure out, well, how do I, how soup? <laughs> <laughs> and they asked me like, oh no, did it hit you? And this is, this is my response. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ours was just like, how you feeling? You know, not great. What about you? Same. I don't feel excellent. 
<laughs> that was kind of our... And I got the... And then at last night, so it, it wasn't... It didn't stay with me for long. It was... I was feeling like crap for probably less than 12 hours because around... Um, I stayed up really late last night because I slept so early in the evening for like two, three hours. And so around four in the morning, three, four in the morning, I was like, okay, I feel I feel better now. It's just kind of gone. Um, I feel kind of tired, like exhausted from having, you know, sweat out my fever or whatever. But I also yeah. had the worst fucking heartburn I have had in years. Yeah. So That is so weird because Jack did too. So it was really... That's kind of a funny, that must have been a side effect because it's so random yeah, yeah. that both it's of weird. you had like randomly Body's terrible so up till five, right? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah, to like, same. I had to take so much uh, medicine for it just for it to work. I was like, oh my God, get me another Tum or not Tums, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Gaviscon. Now Gaviscon. that we've had our second shot, we're closer to the fail so we can see spirits everywhere. <laughs> Not really. It's not true at all. <laughs> nice segue, but we can read about them. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> Shall I start? Because I'm sure people are like, fucking stop talking about the vaccine. Stop talking about the vaccine. And get to the I'm ghosty shit. Shut We've up. already waited Go. a week or two yeah. weeks or however long. Sorry, guys. It's, look, okay. look, life is hard right now for everybody. Well, you were on your trip. You were on, we were on a trip and you're working and I'm working and it's just kind of like, I mean, yeah. working a we're lot. trying to we're, fit it in. And it's yeah, it was like, to... we have to do it today. Today's the only day. It was literally. The earliest, if we didn't do it right now, the earliest would be maybe Thursday night or next Sunday. Like, that's mm. we are too full mm. <laughs> right yeah, now. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's start, because we have some nice submissions today. The we first sure one do. comes from a Sarah with an H. Uh, hello, Jamie and Michael, says Sarah with an H. I hope you guys had a good Easter, and I hope Michael got his encounter with a certain cryptid while he was vacationing. Okay, quick aside, I didn't, but... Uh, in the cabin we rented in Big Bear, which is in the mountains about two hours from where we live in North Hollywood, I was hoping we'd see a Bigfoot, but I did find there was a little watercolor <laughs> painting of a Bigfoot in the cabin. And I was like, all right, we'll take it. Uh, yeah. Next time, just be more specific about what you want to see. I know, I know. And I, I really, I've got to be better about how I frame my questions. I'm yeah, too vague. Exactly. I need to be more <laughs> assertive. Yes. Um, to continue, so you guys were reading stories of strange happenings last time, and well, I guess you could say I had something very strange happen. So Wednesday night, my husband and I were in bed. I was playing Animal Crossing. Uh, my husband was next to me, and our Great Dane was on the uh, was at the foot of the bed. I was laying on my side when my husband said his wrist hurt. I put my game down in front of me and uh, to look at his wrist and work on it a bit. I'm a massage therapist, so I know a few tricks. Hey, hey, hey. Nice. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet We're you so do. Sorry. I sorry. I that's disrespectful. I'm sure you're I'm you, I bet you're amazing at what you do. We are um, sure you do know a few tricks. <laughs> Fuck. Whenever you're ready. Sorry. As I was doing this, <laughs> I felt a hand run across my lower back, like when you're cuddling with your partner and they run their semi-closed hand <laughs> over your lower back. I could feel the differentiation the differentiation the differenti the difference in tension. <laughs> I just porky pig that. <laughs> Differ great. Differentiation I, you know. is hard to say in a sentence. Okay, I just found a new word that I can't say. Uh, I could feel the differentiation in tension. Jesus. God, you Sarah. I barely. <laughs> <laughs> differentiation, but in like, attention. I, I crawled across the finish line because I was the only one in that race. Um <laughs> I could I could feel the difference in tension between the fingers <laughs> and the knuckles. Uh, for a split second, I thought it was my husband, but uh, then I remembered that the uh, uh, the only hand he'd been able to uh, to do that with was in my hand. 
I stiffened up and reached behind me, wondering if a cat had gotten in, uh, but I knew that wasn't the case because my dog loves his kitty cat brothers and would be all over them if they were in the room with us. My husband noticed my reaction and kept asking me what was wrong. I then kept shushing him, my mind racing over a mental checklist of what it could be. The only conclusion that came to mind is that it could have been water on my clothes from taking the dog out in the rain, but I felt the sensation move up and down or back and forth from one side of my hip across my back to the other side and then back again twice. I honest to God have no clue what that was. Don't sound like water to me. Uh, When I explained it to my husband, he shrugged and said, no one's died here, so I don't know what could possibly be haunting it. Um... I I countered that the house was nearly 100 years old, and we can't be 100% sure that no one has died here or in one of the neighboring homes. If your house is 100 years old, someone's died there, period. End of story. (laughs) Well, no one has to have died in your house for it to be haunted. That's Um, true. But if your house is 100 years old, someone has died in it. (laughs) Period. End of story. Certainly an animal (laughs) has. Most definitely an animal has. Oh, yeah. Uh, this happening made me think of something that had happened earlier this year. We were doing some home renovations. Uh-oh. My husband was doing some tinkering and putting out our ring doorbell and other security cameras while I kept the dog occupied in our room so he'd stay out of the way. The doggo and I were cuddling when I heard my husband's boots walking toward our bedroom. Sarah, I heard my name being called. I found this odd because my husband never calls me by my name. It's usually sweetie or my love or something along those lines. That's fair. Like, you know you're in trouble when, you're, when your partner uses your actual name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when your parents use your full name. Like, oh, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, what's up? I replied. Where are you? I'm in the bedroom. I haven't left. The boots moved again and stopped outside the bedroom door. The door handle began twisting and twisting and twisting. I want to read that like Paul Rubens in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And twisting, and twisting, and twisting. <laughs> uh, at this point, the dog... <laughs> at this Let's point... Let's take this spooky moment and then just like add some Carl, Paul Rubens to it. It will keep you from having nightmares. Exactly, exactly. It's just palate cleanser, that's all. Um, at this point, the dog had gotten up, standing defensively between me and the door, growling the deepest growl I've ever heard him make his hair. I mean, for a great day, that's Standing on deep. end. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's how, it sounds like an alligator mating call. <laughs> uh, of course, that's the moment I get a text from my husband. Hey, I had to run to the hardware store to get some things. Want me to get anything on the way back? If my husband was gone, who the fuck was in my house? I'd gotten up to check and found no one, but I never heard the boots leave that spot. So was the voice who walked up to my door and said my name also the cause of what happened? Feeling someone touch me? Honestly, I'm not sure. Let me know what you guys think. And I hope you guys have a great day. Oh, yeah, your place is on. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's probably the same thing, but also I kind of want to say they're two different things, just so that you have more to go with. I don't know, but here's the thing. Like, to me, it sounds like it's it's based on on... You know, this limited information. It sounds like the ghost maybe has a crush on Sarah maybe. and is like trying to imitate her husband to uh, be like, hey, I want to touch her back. I want to cuddle. I want to come into the bedroom. Yeah. Like that's, which is, sorry, I probably made it so much worse for you, Sarah. I didn't mean that. Oof. But it it also, I don't know, it maybe it, it's, it's, it also could be that side. you're so attached to your husband. I, Jamie and I were having this discussion on our chat, uh, the Ghoul Intentions chat yesterday. Um, when Brandon and I went to the cabin in uh, Big Bear, Last weekend, 
the dog stayed behind with our roommate, Devin, as they always do uh, when we're gone. And uh, But while we were in this cabin, we kept acting unconsciously as though the dogs were there. Like, I kept expecting to see Genji on the bed or to, like, you know, kind of uh, unconsciously make room for them if I was walking up the stairs. Uh, you know, things like that that we just kind of do because your, your body falls into certain habits, right? And I think that when you're attached to someone or something, like, it's it, they become part of your kind of mental ding. There it was. <laughs> there it was. Oh, I can Sorry. relax now. Um <laughs> Uh, but whenever, like, you're really attached to someone or something, I think your brain is really good at filling in the blanks when they're not around. And not to say that that it isn't something paranormal, but we have to consider that the brain is real, real good at at filling in and and being like, cool, was that that's why? Because, like, our dogs aren't dead. Our dogs are right here. They're right outside this booth door as I speak. But I, for the, if, if they had been dead... If the, you know, God forbid, and Brandon and I were in the cabin and had the experiences we did out there, I would think that our dogs' souls had followed us to the cabin and were there with us. But I think my brain, our brains are just so used to having them around that our brain accounts for them even when they're not. And like, right. you know, and so we act. And I think maybe the same is true if you're uh, really attached to a person. So it may well, not be a, a ghost. You that... just may have a very vivid imagination and 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 be and be very in love with your husband, which I think is sweet. Which is nice. There's also the phantom voice thing that happens where, you know, you can clearly hear like your mom call your name mm-hmm. or, so, you know, a person mm-hmm. who's calling your name a lot. You'll hear that mm-hmm. like in silence. It You'll hear it. But it's it's a brain thing. However, a couple of things make me um um, make my eyebrows raise on this one is that he called her Sarah, but that right. is not what he normally calls her. Right, right. That, and yeah, the fair, other fair. thing is, and the doorknob to go along, and the doorknob and the footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the dog being the at footsteps. Attention. You know, you you can sometimes hear footsteps. I mean, it's possible to hear footsteps that aren't there. I've I've had that happen before. I think so. It's possible, but the doorknob mm, and the dog responding right. to it, and like it dog. seems to be a physical thing. But but. Again, getting back to the whole thing of tulpas, maybe it's, maybe, Sarah. Sarah, I'm going to ask you a personal question, and feel free <laughs> feel free to ignore me, uh, because it's really none of my fucking business, but I'm just curious. Had you done something, maybe eaten the last of your husband's favorite ice cream without restocking or something, have you done something to feel a little guilty about so that maybe... You know, you wouldn't like so that maybe he would have called you by your name and not your pet name because he was mad at you. Do you were you waiting for the other shoe to drop because of something you'd done? Because maybe, maybe you created a stress tulpa. <laughs> right. Did you like, I don't know. Did you maybe cut off a lock of his hair and put it into a bowl and set that on fire with a couple of other things and like and perform a spell at all? Because that could be it. I mean, you did say you knew but... a few tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All this very we weird. All this very weird. We're just picking on you, but all this very yeah. weird. And I kind of, I still am of the mindset that ghosts or, or you know, these these otherworldly entities, whatever you want to call them, I think they kind of dress themselves up with our mental expectations. So they frequently will sound like people we know, uh, dead or alive, right. or they'll or they'll do, or they will kind of, they'll creep into the space. They will creep into our habits of what we see and what we're around. It's like, oh, I, I felt something. Like, you know, you're cuddling with your husband and, and you feel his hand on your back, even though it couldn't have been his hand. Well, so it's kind of, but it's weird. It's like the ghost was, you know, if there was, if it was a ghost, is taking advantage of that kind of mental space that it wouldn't, in any other context, it wouldn't have been unusual in that moment to feel his hand up and down your back. 
Right. So it's just weird. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm always, I'm fascinated by the implications of paranormal experiences that seem to wear <laughs> the mantle right. of known stuff. It's just out of place. Like, yeah. oh, that was my husband, but my husband's not here. And he was using my name instead of our normal pet names. Or that was my dog, even though my dog is right here next to me. You know, things like that. It's, I'm fascinated. I, I wonder if it's just the way that the paranormal talks to us. Like, right. it, it, ha it has to use what's already in our brains. I would say, too, you know, there's also, you know, just because uh, you notice supernatural activity, activity, paranormal activity, ghostical activity, whatever... Uh, just because you notice it now for the first time or it's in your house does mm. not mean it's trapped, right? <laughs> they can move around, too, and, and yep, maybe exactly. just saw you and was interested in you and mm -hmm. came to your house to see what was going on and might be there a few days and leave. So it's not like just yeah. because a space is haunted that that spirit or entity or whatever is trapped. That's That's... Yeah. Not always the case. So uh, it could just be a visitor that's coming to say hi, check things out, see if you guys are like into a threesome and that's not, if you're not, okay, that's cool. Then let me see when she's on her own. Nope, still. All right. I was just checking. I'm out. And that could be, I, uh, that could be the situation. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing that yeah, with us. Yeah, thanks, that's Sarah. A, a good story. It's a good story. <laughs> We're sorry that we picked on you. <laughs> I just, I just, had, I, was, hey. I was really fascinated. I, I wanted to kind of pick it apart because I thought it, it was, it warranted our attention because it was that good. That's true. Yeah. Everyone else, send us your stories and we might pick on you too. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Kelly. Hi, Jamie and Michael. Hello. Hi. I'm just catching up on your backlog of podcasts. I found you in January of 2021, and I wish I could have found you sooner. It would have made my work from home stay a little more fun. I really enjoy listening to your friendship. Thank you for letting us be a fly on the wall for a part of it. Oh, <laughs> I need to preface my story by saying I'm a staunch atheist and don't believe much in the intangible, but with a science background, I do believe in energy. It's that energy or intuition mm. Jamie describes when she tells her brother to trust a woman that says she's got a bad feeling or don't go that mm. way. She's mm. picking up mm. on something mm. that you don't. Yep. Yeah, it's true. I was 12 years old when I first began to use my intuition. I was in that space between child and adulthood, and I would open my blinds a bit every night and look out at the stars. I wanted to be an astronomer and didn't realize it wasn't really in my zip code destiny. I looked out. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good turn of phrase. It is. It's not in my zip code destiny. I look out and hope for my future and still, as a child, I'd say that corny starlight, star bright. Mm. I wish for something hokey, like, I sure hope that boy in my social studies class will look my way. Being I in Montana. Our same <laughs> yeah. wishes when I was that yeah. age. Absolutely. Being in Montana, our mornings were very dark until uh, up until school started. Every morning, I'd return to my room from my morning shower and stare at my body for several minutes, sometimes with joy at womanhood emerging and sometimes with absolute horror, wondering what the heck my body will, when the heck my body will just stop filling out already. <laughs> I never grew you past know, five foot You know, as a middle-aged man, I feel the exact same way now. Right now. Uh, I never grew past five foot two and three quarters. Ooh, I'm five three and three quarters. Hey. <laughs> so every bump and curve can be easily seen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if everyone does. So true, man. Ugh. Sorry, I'm just laughing because it's it's like I'm over you're here. Because you're six they, four. I'm six four, and you can see every curve and bump on me too. 
Oh, just imagine. Take a foot away, and then you would see, oh, I didn't know that that you could get those kinds of bumps. Well, you can, Michael. You can. I, yeah, if I had these same kind of bumps that I was shorter, I'd just look like a gummy bear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, anyway, I don't I don't know if everyone does this as the inner adolescence, but coming from a fairly conservative house, these things weren't talked about so much. Yeah, I feel like we're all very interested in the changes that our bodies make. I was, for sure. Uh, my daily routine was can't about this. You know? All right. Um, my daily routine was about the same: get dressed, eat breakfast, and meet up with some friends for our walk to school. At seven thirty in the morning, not much is happening on the sidewalks of Great Falls, Montana, except for maybe a morning jogger or two. My friends and I had started seeing pass us by. Then one day, as I was getting ready, I had a distinct feeling I was being watched. Like I couldn't put my finger on it, I just had a feeling. I turned to look out my window, and nothing. This went on for a few days until I realized I had to trust this feeling. Instead of turning slowly with my body position giving me away, I jerked my head around real fast without turning my shoulders. And there he was. This face in the window. This crazy creepazoid had been staring at me getting ready for school for who knows how long. Looking at me with those creepy eyes. As soon as he saw me see him, he gave me like a shoulder shrug and ran away. Like he was just (laughs) catching his usual show. Yeah. Sorry, I'll uh, I'll let myself out. Whoopsie. Yeah, like he was just catching his usual show. What's the big problem? It was that morning jogger my friends and I had been (sighs) passing by. Then it all made sense. I suddenly felt shame at my carelessness at leaving my open my window blind. At my naivete, I just couldn't walk uh, to school that day. I asked my mom to give me a ride. It's so funny. She gave me zero grief. No, hurry along. It's your fault for taking too long. The look on my face must have set off her intuition, and she drove me to school that day, no questions asked. I couldn't have been more grateful to her, but I never told her why, and she never asked. Enough of my story. You have—I have a— to say, I have to say a few things. Your podcast about the Velisca uh, Axe Murder House was my absolute favorite. Yay, it's one of my favorites too. Um, your description of the murder lying in wait in the closet set off some alarm bells for me. Also, I have a family in Iowa and visited them on their farm in Thurman, Iowa, which isn't that far away. I was 12 and 14 at the time. Michael, you are a kindred spirit. I know of no one else that has read Civilization and its discontents. <laughs> <laughs> I read it for. <laughs> Oh, I'm so validated right now because I'm the same way. No no one else has fucking read it that's alive. I read it for funsies on my bus commute the few years I lived in Seattle. William Blake was a subject frequently brought up with my (gasps) spouse as he was an English major in college. And growing up in Montana, I played Duck Duck Gray Duck, not Duck Duck Goose. (laughs) Which, when you mentioned that it was a game probably only northern kids played, that was such a blast from the past and I had to let you know. It's true. <laughs> Jamie, you're an awesome gal. You're spicy and feisty, and I wish I had an ounce of your chutzpah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> your reveal of the aftermath of the legal saga in your life made me give a cathartic cry. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Sorry if my story isn't about real ghosties. It's about the ghoulish behaviors inside of people, and I think that is freakishly scary. Hey, let me tell you, your yes. story covered all the bases. It, it, it had did. it had some, you know, some uh, some um, paranormal implications and and a creepy fucking face in the window it's yeah, even creepier a, when the face of the window belongs creeper. to a living person that's even creepier yeah. than a ghost yeah, a one ghost, that you're like seen. you know who knows yeah it's like oh god this motherfucker is watching me 
He uh, runs this path. What a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have other, if anybody has creepy stories like that, we yeah, creepy, want them creepy for stories. sure. Yeah, thank you counts. so much. Also, the compliments. We dig those. Thank you. And thank you for. <laughs> that makes us happy. <laughs> I love that someone else has read Freud. Um... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next one comes from Eileen Marie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Michael. Hello. It has been a while since I've any uh, since I've had anything to submit. I want to start by saying thank you for everything you do. Your decision to start this podcast has changed my life in a thousand positive ways. The Ghouls D&D group is one of the best things to ever happen to me. Oh yay, I'm so yay. happy to hear that. It is so fun. Uh, it's so yeah, fun. Really, yeah. it really is. This is just a short little story. In Ghoul Intentions uh, 114, The Unknown Persists, you read a story about someone driving along mountain roads only to find themselves on a straight road through a forest. The story stopped me in my tracks. Instant goosebumps, dizzy, had to sit down and pause the show. This has happened to me. Ten years ago, I was in a relationship with a South African man. We had met while working at Six Flags Great Adventure. He spent a few years going back and uh, he spent a few years going back and forth between the U.S. and South Africa on work visas, and I would visit him in his country while he was there. My first visit after I arrived, we drove from Durban to Port Elizabeth to visit our uh, to visit other friends of ours. Now, South Africa is desert, scrubland, no forests. You know, because white colonists came in a few centuries ago and forested the place to nothing like they do. Like so they do. Mm-hmm. Like the Reddit user, all the mountains we drove around were blank. No trees, just occasional bushes and low flowers. Except one patch for about an hour, around maybe 10 p.m., we were driving through this thick, luxurious, deep forest. All I could see was light mist, moonlight, and deep, green, old-growth forest. A week later, when we were driving back through that area, it was midday, and I asked my friend where the forest was. He said there hadn't been a forest in the area for centuries. I still dream about that drive. It was one of the most gorgeous things I'd ever seen in my life. But apparently, I'm the only one who saw it. Now, maybe I was hallucinating due to lack of sleep. I, I, I was awake. We remember the same conversation, the same music. I just remember a forest where there was none. Maybe I was just seeing back to a time when the area was still a forest. Who knows? It will always be one of my favorite yet weirdest memories. Thank you. Stay spoopy, Eileen Marie. Man, I love that. I wonder, like, like, I wonder, like, there was like, I don't, there's, uh, so Colin Wilson, who I talk about a lot, and uh, the, that I have talked about a lot uh, on the show, because he's one of my favorite thinkers on the paranormal, um, he wrote extensively in um, his two volumes on the occult called The Occult. Um, he wrote extensively about people that have these kind of time slip perceptions. And uh, and he didn't really know what to call them. He's like people, like there was a, there was a well-known story, a pretty established story of these two women that were, I think, in uh, Kent. And they were just touring around. They were on holiday, you know, in, in the UK. And they were in Kent just kind of touring around. And suddenly they, they found themselves like in what was clearly the same area, but a hundred years earlier. And they thought there was some kind of festival going on, like people in, in, in period garb and all that. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But then they realized that like a church or something they had passed by um, uh, on their rounds that had been kind of old and dilapidated now looked beautiful and manicured. And there's no way that could have happened in in the like <laughs> hour since they'd seen it last. So they they were like, we it's like we slipped into a different time uh but it's weird to me that you were with someone else who didn't see it so maybe there's just some perceptive perceptual 
apparatus in some yeah. brains that are just like, this is what it looked like back then. I don't know. Some people are really, uh, as an actor, sometimes we can get so good at visualization exercises that we experience actual trauma from from <laughs> the thing we're supposed to be performing. And I that tells me that the brain is really good at processing input and making it extremely yeah. vivid for you. So there could very well be something about that area that you're just keyed into. And so you can see it as it was as it was in a way that's so vivid you just take it for granted um whereas the other person just isn't thinking along those lines so whatever and it could have been heightened yeah. by the fact that you were jet lagged it could have been because right. it's just like sometimes if you if you've had a, a little bit to drink or if you're not quite if you're not if you're not in control as much control of your senses as you would normally be that's when the weird stuff starts flooding in doesn't mean that it's not real but it's just right. like i think we're really good at protecting ourselves from those weird intuitions from those weird uh, experiences and when our guards down then they come in yeah. yeah i love the idea though too that this could have been uh possibly like a past life thing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's you are driving through a place you recognize from another life and so you see it that way um it's yeah. like a yeah a really excessive deja vu situation maybe you were drawn to your <laughs> to your to your partner the south african yeah uh, because yeah. because of your past of because of your past yeah. last yeah who knows yeah. that's really cool like though that that's really i love man i love stories of people finding themselves in like a dimension slip or a time slip because that mm -hmm. it happens a lot it happens a lot more than people realize people just don't talk yeah. about it because like whoosh, where, who do you, right. who do you, where do you go? Who do you tell it to? Yeah. That's, I mean, like, you know, maybe it comes up over yeah. Thanksgiving, but that's fucking it. You know, there's not like a hotline. There's probably <laughs> a Reddit for it now. There's yeah, but I mean, one. time slip Reddit. Time slip Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh, Reddit is such a time suck, though. That it's... Oh, it is true. The time suck of time slip Reddit. Uh, okay. <laughs> so next that's up. That's a great story. Thank you. Yeah, Thank really you. good. Thank you. Crow. Hi, Jamie and Michael. Hello. <laughs> uh, this isn't quite a full story, just a coincidence. Funny enough to be worth mentioning, in my opinion. While driving for my food delivery job tonight and listening to Michael talk about the Beast of Bray Road, a black sedan pulled out in front of me with a license plate reading <laughs> <laughs> Werewolf, but spelled out W3R3WLF Werewolf. <laughs> I love that. I want that werewolf. Yeah. I want that fucking license plate so bad. I definitely shrieked out loud in my car because what are the possible odds of that? <laughs> Not expecting this to be read on the show just crazy enough that I felt I had to tell you guys. I felt like it was funny, so we all need to know. That was, like, that was, that was fucking perfect. As you listen, you see that license plate and go, ah! Like, I could totally. Yes, absolutely. Topical! Yes. Congrats on the funky energy this podcast continues to bestow on its listeners. <laughs> yeah, glad that, like, funky, we'll take it. We'll take it. Shit, Hell we'll take yes. it. Okay. As I'm typing this, I'm remembering that I do have another story that's way too short to share on its own, but I feel like Michael especially will appreciate. Years uh, ago, okay. while hiking with my mom in Florida's Miyaka River State Park. Miyaka, yeah, Park, I think so. Miyaka, M-Y-A-K-K-A. Uh, River State Park, yeah. We may have seen the elusive skunk ape. <gasps> on the Ooh. off chance that you haven't already read about it, the skunk ape is Florida's native variety of Bigfoot. Uh -huh. We were walking on a trail bordering a wide expanse of wetlands when we noticed a small group of people watching something, so we stopped to check it out. On the opposite side of the wetlands near the tree line, a dark furred figure was walking upright on two legs through the tall grass. It was too far away to get a detailed look, 
at it. And unfortunately, these were the days of shitty flip phones, so the high-res zoomed-in photo was out of the question. Could it have been a black bear walking on its hind legs? Maybe. Could it have been a dude in a gorilla suit? If it was, I can't say I'm truly disappointed because walking through marshy sawgrass alongside alligators in that getup takes real commitment. In that humidity, too. Like, ah. Right? Ugh. I've had lots of fun listening to Ghoul Intentions during the lonely drives on dark roads since its early days in 2018. Thanks for many hours of meticulously researched and enthusiastically presented content you've given us. You're welcome. This is from Crow. Thank you, Crow. That's awesome. This is a very I, complimentary uh, group today, and we appreciate I you. I love it. I need this. <laughs> I lo- Man, the skunk, egg, I, st- the skunk ape of Florida, I think, is 100% real. The, um, the YouTuber I'm very fond of who goes by the name Bob Gimlin. I'm sure that's not their real name because Bob Gimlin is the name of uh, the guy that was with uh, Patterson. He was one of the, the two people that got that famous Patterson Bigfoot film. And uh, so I think it's probably just a tongue-in-cheek reference to that. But the YouTuber's name is Bob Gimlin, and he did a whole thing about the skunk ape, uh, the skunk ape and it really breaks down like the story and how it broke. And it's it's an odd one. It's it's a much odder story than people realize, but odd enough in a way that it makes me think it's one hundred percent true. Because again, it's it's when people try to lie, they try to make it coherent. You know, yeah. uh, generally, it just makes sense. It, it's not there's not a yeah. beginning and a middle and an end to exactly, exactly. It doesn't. Ha- it now, doesn't when have you the... tell the story, though, there should be a beginning, middle, and end. Well, yeah, when yeah, yeah. T- when you, yeah. yeah. But it's but kind of meta because you have to be aware that, that it has to fit into it. But like when you try to in real life, it doesn't happen that way. In real life, paranormal no. encounters don't don't unfold with the same momentum as you see in a horror movie. Um, right. It's just not. It's just. An, I mean, the whole idea of the paranormal is that it flouts our expectations. So right. if it hit if it hit all the same story beats <laughs> that that uh, films and television does, then it wouldn't be paranormal, would it? It would just be formulaic and boring. Um, That's right. <laughs> And it was like, oh, great. So the afterlife is just as concerned about ratings as this one is. Um, All right. The next submission comes from Heather. Hey, guys. It's Ryu from the Discord. Hello. I thought of a story that, while definitely could be argued either way on the paranormal side of things, was memorable and, at least in hindsight, kind of funny. We live in a semi-suburban area, but there's a big field to one side and a property with horses behind us. Because of this, we had a mouse problem, and sometimes they'd get into the main house. Because uh, of... <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Flashbacks, flashbacks. <laughs> I want to fucking firebomb all of them. Um, because of this, the first thing I thought when I started being uh, woken up at night by something in the wall behind my husband's dresser, I assumed it was a mouse and hoped our young but determined Manx, Manx mix would flush it out and deal with it. Although he did discover he could extend his playtime by dropping live mice into the bathtub for later, (laughs) he didn't manage to do anything about the scratching and didn't even try to investigate in the night when we heard it. Being a light sleeper, thus, uh, being a light sleeper, this was starting to cost me some sleep, so being fed up, I'd go and thump on the wall and it would go silent until the next night, at least at first. Then it started ignoring the thumps. Getting fed up and wondering if we were going to end up with a dead rodent in the wall, sleep-deprived me finally ended up trying a new tack one night. I walked over and listened to the scratching in the wall, realizing that it sounded too large to be a mouse, maybe even too large for a chipmunk. But whatever it was, it was dealing with a sleep-deprived housewife entirely done with its bullshit and fueled by (laughs) exhausted rage. I scratched back on my side of the wall. Since it had not been responding to the sound of my fist on the wall, I'm not sure why I thought this would work, but it did. 
There was an abrupt and tension-filled pause, and then the sound of something retreating down the inside of the wall as fast as it could manage. <laughs> Whatever it was, ghoul, ghost, or wayward rodent, never came back. Whatever it was that was going bump and scratch in the night, I guess it wasn't prepared for someone to bump back. <laughs> I love it. I want it to be a giant rodent that was like, fuck her. I don't care. Thump, thump, thump. And when they hear the scratch, like, damn, that bitch is crazy. We better clear out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we got to go. She knocks back. Fuck. Um, That's hilarious. Or like, you know, in the in the movie. In my movie of it, on the other side of the wall is a different dimension of her. And so <laughs> she's knocking back to herself. Like she's scratching to she's see scratching what's on the other side. It. And she just scratches back and she's like, and so the other her is like, oh, no, I'm never scratching again. I didn't want something to scratch back. Sorry, it could be that the rodent uh, like heard the scratch and thought, oh, fuck, there's a bigger rodent. Okay, I'm out of my depth. Yeah. I have, to, I have to go. Uh, if anybody heard thumping in uh, during that story, I apologize. Uh, I don't know, Michael, if you saw me, like, look around mm-hmm. at one point during that. I did. Uh, we just had – oh, there's there's a little thumping right there. Um, Dexter's in the booth with me. <laughs> Dot is scratching herself right outside the door. I was like, what is thumping right here? But uh, I just had groceries delivered and I heard so that was Dot jumping off the bed and running down the stairs to the front door and then the door opening and closing and then her running all the way back up and then Dexter standing up and like, you know, spitting on himself because he's a Boston Terrier. So there's a lot of that noise going on right now. So I apologize for anyone. Um, let me let him out of here. There Go get her. You guys play. Uh, otherwise, he's going to just keep snorting throughout the rest. <laughs> he normally just sleeps the whole time. Not today. Today's like, no, someone's yeah. at the door. I also have this other fun thing that's happening. I believe that my neighbor's uh, grandchild is over. And uh... who's young, it's a toddler. And so I was hearing them and little, which is disturbing when ghost stories are being told. Very, 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 very. Yeah. It's usually very, very quiet in my booth, but not today. Not today. Okay. So I think this is our last one. Last up, we have Holly Louise. I live in an old small village in the UK near Pendle Hill. Ooh, ah. that's the witch one. We've covered that before. Mm-hmm. I think Heather is also a UK folk. But anyway, mm-hmm. I think you're old right. small village in the UK near Pendle Hill, and we we're gonna come fi- we're gonna come visit you. That's just it. Like I want to yeah. go yeah, so we are. bad. We are. <laughs> oh and legend has it that Chaddix, one of the infamous Pendle witches, put a curse on the village pub, turning the beer sour. Which is so weird because I love sour beer. Turning the beer sour <laughs> and bewitching the landlord's son to death. So it is said to be a pretty haunted place. I live about a hundred yards up to road up the road from the pub. This routine happens most nights when I go to bed. My room leads straight onto the landing with the top of the stairs directly across from my door and the bathroom just to the side of the stairs. I know there is no one else home as I am currently living on my own. Around 11 p.m. as I get as I am getting ready for bed, I hear footsteps walking up and down the landing outside of my bedroom. I used to brush this off as my brother, but this soon changed after he moved out of the house. Oh. After that, 
I told myself that it was the floorboards of the house settling, but then my dog started to react, and he now follows the sounds up and down the bottom of the door as if there is someone or something outside my door. Normally, this only happens at night. However, this happened during the day a few weeks ago. Due to the pandemic, I have been working from home and I was sat in the kitchen in a work meeting. I was sat with my dog and his bed beside the kitchen table where I was sitting. Again, I'm the only person living there at the moment. I heard someone run up the stairs, as did the dog because he jumped up, ran to the door and started barking. I texted my brother as I presumed he had come back to pick something up and didn't want to disturb my meeting, but he texted me back saying he was not here and was out with a friend. About 10 minutes later, my meeting finished, so I decided to go and see if anyone had come into the house. I knew there wasn't because I hadn't heard any doors open or close. The doors in my house are really loud when they open and close, so it would be difficult to miss these sounds. No one was here, and there was no other way to explain this. Yesterday, however, I experienced something that I had never experienced before in the 13 years I have lived here. I was sat watching TV in the living room, and the dog was asleep next to me. And out in the hallway behind me, I heard a dog bark only once. This definitely was not my dog as he was asleep next to me and his bark is more of a high-pitched bark due to him being a Jack Russell. But this was a loud, deep bark as of from a larger dog. This has only happened the one time so far, but it was very unsettling to say the least. Ooh. Yes, it's good. It's so good. Oh, it's Maybe good. you heard the Great Dane barking. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> and that. And you're just hearing Maybe. each other. Maybe. <laughs> That's right. Without knowing it, in some weird cross-dimensional way, all of our listeners are haunting each other. Oh, I love it. That's what's happening. This is our new story. This In our movie, we have opened some sort of weird portal where people are hearing other listeners on the other side of whatever it is. Man, talk about your RPG. I know. Oh, that's such a good so story. Good. And also being in Pendle Hill. I, I know. want yeah. more, uh, more stories more. from there. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God! Goodness. Thank you so much for your stories, guys. Please yeah. continue sending them in at GoolIntentions.com. The menu. Also, patrons, we love you. We think you're wonderful. We have another chat on Saturday, so we'll see you guys then. And um, until then, stay safe. Stay sane. And remember, it's okay. It's okay to, to sleep, sleep with the lights, with the lights on. on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>